1: Your host, Dave Stahl, about to take you for a white-knuckled lap around the motorsports industry, covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid Racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here
2: comes Racer Radio with Dave Stahl.
1: All right, folks, hey, welcome to Racer Radio, the only motorsports show in San Diego. I'm Dave. I'm Brittany. And this is FM 961 AM 1170.
3: The answer. The
1: segment is brought to you by San Diego Carburetor and Fuel Injection. So if you're looking to get your car to go a little faster, maybe get a little better fuel mileage, Stan is the man. Go to SDCarb.com for all your carburation needs. And if you have a Porsche, Mini, or BMW, and maybe you're just done with the dealer, well, I've got a great alternative, Black Forest Motorsports, over 40 years' experience. Oh. Just go to BlackForestAutomotive.com. Check them out. Tell them you heard it right here on Racer Radio. Well, Brittany, you've done it again. You brought in another Cajon Speedway legend. I
3: have.
1: Yeah, Mr. Ron Esau, who was just such a star out there. And I know I don't have to ask you, Ron, but I know you miss that track just about as much as anybody else, right?
0: Oh, definitely miss that Cone Speedway. Yeah. And uh, it was really sad one time I had a friend of mine driving me up over it with a helicopter. I know, you can still we see it. you still see yeah. the, the, the figure eight and I, the track.
1: I was flying in from a press <laughs> event coming in from Arizona, and I'm like, oh, look, there's Cajon. There, it's still there. I was
0: just crushed. Yeah, the weeds are like a different color, but they were
1: still there. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That's just like Cajon saying, I'm not gone. I'm not No.
3: And it probably elicits a specific memory for any and everybody who sees that.
0: So, how many years did you race out there? I was off and on down up there. I, uh, I started, I wasn't old enough to race there. So, I started in 1971 Mm -hmm. up in L.A. and I ran a couple of seasons up there. Right. So, then I got rookie of the year in 73, but I already had two seasons (laughs) under my belt. So, that wasn't really. (laughs) But you didn't tell anybody. No, we didn't tell anyone. Yeah. And then, uh, in, uh, 78, I won the championship out there. In after, what division? So people. In, the uh, Alcon's. uh, it was the Elcone Stock Car Racing Association. That's back right. Then. Oh, yeah. And then I went off and ran, uh, some NASCAR stuff. I won the championship in 1986 for the NASCAR, first NASCAR Southwest Tour race. Uh-huh. Uh, 70, or 83, I had got rookie of the year in the NASCAR Winston West and run with John Borneman and those guys. Uh, yeah. And, uh. The, it just didn't have quite enough money to run yeah. compete in that division. Mm-hmm. So I had a sponsor, McDonald's in uh, Riverside, that had four franchises there, and he helped me race Riverside when they closed that track down. Uh, I lost the sponsorship there yeah. too. Wasn't Riverside? I never yeah. got
1: to actually drive Riverside. I was a crew chief for a, a C production a sports car. I love that track, and I love to watch it on TV. I mean, if you're if for a spectator track, that was a great track, but to have the 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 honor to drive it i mean it has to be huge
0: yeah I, I actually won the last nascar saturday's race at Dude, riverside right. rusty wallace won the, <laughs> the the big boy race yeah but yeah. i actually got to race with the big boys several times at riverside <laughs> and uh and i got a chance to go down to australia in 1990 oh did you so 88 89 and 93 times i got to go down there and uh it was funny a In Facebook now, uh, like Mike Hagerman, uh, Uh I used to race with him all the time out there at Cone, and he goes, man, I didn't realize you ran so many places, because I posted different stuff (laughs) on there. Well, we didn't
1: have social media back in the day, (laughs) and everything had to either be word of mouth, Bill Centers, if he would write about racing, it was kind of rare. And I have to tell you, I was on uh, KUSI the other day, and Hacksaw... Hamilton was talking about Jimmy Johnson, his last season, and kept talking and kept talking and kept talking. All of a sudden, he goes on to something else. I wonder what about Sheldon Creed? I mean, Sheldon Creed just won the twenty twenty Gander Truck Series out of Alpine. For goodness sake! So yeah, so San Diego never really was one to. I mean, even Jimmy Johnson, he didn't get a lot of attention right here in town. But, but the history that you've got. You're going to say no, but I'm going to talk to your wife. But I'm going to bring you in again for a whole hour so that so that we because if we to get all of this down on tape is is priceless because you're not going to write a book. No. See, told you unless you dictate to Brittany. (laughs) Yeah, right. Little school teacher over here. But and, and it's fun to talk about days gone by. I'd love to do an hour show. Another one. With Borneman and you, I would like to have gotten Overman in, but unfortunately, you know, he passed away. And some of the other key drivers, you know, from back in the day, I think I did a show one time. I think you were on it where I got a uh, who was was the one, the wild guy that was always kind of a hothead. uh, You mean besides Borneman? Yeah, besides Borneman, what was his name? Um, uh, Hopefully, if I go to break, I'll remember. He he was, I want to say he was like Italian. Uh, Tamborelli. Tamborelli. It
3: came to you. Is
1: that not another you know, and everybody says you're not putting all those guys together, are you? I go, Oh yeah, I was just doing a radio show. We'll go go go. Turned out to be really good. I think you were on that show, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah. Um also it, it's I, I'm kind of humble about the racing, but it was I was back watching or was walking through the uh, Richard Childers Museum. And this gal recognizes me. She used to be on the crew when I was back there running some stuff for Buddy Arrington. And she goes, "Man, you, I used, I used to root for you." Uh, and you know uh, what? Uh, I know Chocolate Myers likes you a lot. He's doing a radio show right now, and he says, "I just a minute." And then she grabbed me and says, "Well, in tw- twenty minutes, you're going to be on the radio show." You are a kid with Chocolate. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I said, "Oh, well, really?" And I go, well, "I'm here with Dave Reed." And Dave Reed, uh, you know, has won a couple championships on the Southwest Tour with uh, Craig Rodman. Yeah. And we're just kind of down here hanging out. And he goes, oh, well, bring him on, too. So we were there, and we talked for – and Chocolate brought up stuff that I completely forgot about. And and we just had a great time back there talking about – my NASCAR days. Yeah, back there were a lot of people here didn't even know about it.
1: No, well, t- 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 now there is another good reason why I need to bring you back because, and it's it's kind of like you know I like watching his show and I like to watch uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s show because you get the true history of motorsports and a lot of people don't know that you know they don't remember what you guys had to do especially and I'll use Cajon Speedway as a as a perfect example. It was your typical grassroots down to earth with an announcer with tom mcgrath that knew you your family how much money you owed the bank i mean the guy <laughs> knew everything about his people and i would periodically get honored to sit in for him which was mind-boggling and just in that in itself but uh yeah so you you had some uh you know the ed the ed hales of the world I mean, talk about legends. Oh, yeah. I got some stories about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, OK. So I have to tell you this one story because you're going to love this. So Steve Rucker comes up to me and he goes, hey, Dave. I go, yeah, I need you to uh, I want to bring you on the team. He said, I'd like to hire you. I says, oh, OK, well, I says, I'm not taking Tom McGrath's place. Are you kidding? I can remember, barely remember my own name, let alone the driver's. He goes, no, 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 no. I want you to, to be the, the head steward and take Charlie's place. Charlie, you no, no. Are you? I'll never make it off the property. He, I'll be buried in a hole somewhere. For folks that don't know, Charlie was just he was he was he was hard as nails, and he was a he was right down. Even when we were doing the burn institute, he was you know he was the rules the rules the rules the rules the rules. So I said, no, I'm not. I don't know if you heard that story, but I said, no, I am not taking that job. Would you take that job? No. Yeah. (laughs) He did it even quicker than I did it. But yeah. So, hey, we got uh, Dirt Dude on the line. Uh, Well, you've been out to Barona, right?
3: That's where we met.
1: Yeah, that's where we met. Okay, so we're going to steal the Barona segment. I think uh, Ed, Ed, or Ed, uh, Paul Dyke could be okay with that since he sponsors the Barona Speedway segment right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170 the answer Hot. All right, folks, welcome back to Racer Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, this segment is brought to you by El Cajon Ford, We're nobody, absolutely nobody treats you better than El Cajon Ford. Did you know that 80% of their trade-ins are from customers? They don't go to the auction. They send cars to the auction. So if you're looking for a good quality, new or used car and a great service department, Dave over there does a phenomenal job. Check out El Cajon Ford at fifteen ninety five East Main Street in El Cajon, and All right, Dirt Dude must be on drawer thirty seven of his toolbox. He's been uh, for the last year and a half. He's been organizing his sockets and his open end wrenches. I don't know if he's ever going to use them, but for the, since he is the announcer at Barona, Barona Speedway. So we've got a very, very special guest in the house. we got Mr. Ron Esau in the house. You've got his lovely wife, but yes. she's not going to talk. She's
3: not going anywhere near the microphone. No,
1: she ripped it out of the stanchion, so we'll have to get engineering in here for the next show, but that's another story. <laughs> so Ron, so now you've you know, cajon, 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 but now you kind of dabbled up into Barona. What are you doing up at Barona Speedway?
0: Well, um, there's a Caden johnson that runs up there and so i'm kind of like a fan of his his uh he got a go-kart and he runs up at campo and so i i've been over there just like watching him run over there at brona and then uh, at camp locket the dad is so busy working on <laughs> all the kids carts he never gets to run his cart because it always seems to not be warmed up not ready right. so I told him the last few races that I'm going to make sure your cart's ready to go so you, you can have. That's a, very,
3: very nice Yeah. yeah
0: have Caden run. It, has he,
1: has, so has he gotten it uh, as a, as a dad got into his cart yet?
0: Yeah. He's got into his cart and he actually did pretty good when, when it didn't fall apart because he Wait. actually had somebody like me work on it. Well, that's How you know,
1: well because, and that's a lot of, that's something a lot of the other people don't realize is that you also set cars up. And, yeah, And you've been doing that for a really long time. And I, didn't you set your own cars up back in the day?
0: Back in the day, we had to do all our own work. And, yeah. uh, like, I, I think, like, Davey Allison's a lot better driver than Kyle Petty was With, because Dave um, worked his way up. Uh, we you were know?
3: talking about that off air. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, let's face it.
1: I mean, and look at the Earnhardt train, right. you know. Senior, which I have, a, uh, I have a shrine, if you ever want to come over and see it. And you know, about, oh my gosh, he doesn't want to talk Are you about the uniform, bring this on. We're <laughs> not gonna talk about the uniform, listeners.
3: By the way, Dave told me on the side a story, and Ron told me on the side a similar story. Yeah. And and yes. it's
1: in my front room, <laughs> hanging on the wall in a plastic they box. Well, did, wow, did you pay more thing, for listeners? it than you wanted? I paid a whole lot more, but you know what? In your defense, and this guy with his greasy little pin. Every time I'd put something down, he'd bump it. It was a fundraiser. But it was for a good cause. It was for uh, Jim, what was his last name? Watkins. Watkins, who's passed away from ALS, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, that was an experience all on its own. I don't golf. Uh, Jim's dad and I were out on a golf course. I said, "Why are we on this cement? Let's go over here in this grass where it's cut real, real short." So we're driving across the fairway. Oh, b- oh, balls, are, David. Yeah, so yeah, but anyway, but that was it. Was I love that story? It was a great, great story. But when you're when you're so Earnhardt, okay. So Junior, eh, he was okay. You know, he was never a great. And then nobody else after that. Davy, Davey,
0: unbelievable unbelievable oh well, he started out dirt tracks like yep. barona and he started out learning how to drive and learn how to work on That's the cars right. and
1: and junior never did that
0: no i don't think junior ever got his fingernails dirty and, and, and kyle either <laughs> or
1: kyle either as far as that goes <laughs> kyle was happier on a motorcycle so so you're
0: out at barona
1: now uh, and we're trying to talk then wouldn't it be nice if, if they threw
0: some of the carts out there well they tried to run the carts out there but the 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 dirt clods are a little too big for they us and knock off bumpy. the spockets it's and stuff it's in kind there. of bumpy but yeah, uh yeah. maybe we can talk them into smoothing out a little bit and yeah. get up there
1: so locket is a dirt track eighth mile oval right mm-hmm. um it, that's not the same cart track back in the day uh that had those big boulders all the way around it that was in campo isn't it the, is it the same track no well this is
0: they they Do you know they, about uh, the one I'm talking about? No, I don't know about that one. I don't think it's that one. It's next to the pedestrian center. They've been doing some work on the border wall. The people there have put in a bathroom. They've they've they, it's actually we run with the TT motorcycle group. Oh, okay. To run under their insurance and uh, I think next week you might be bringing in a friend of mine Josh yeah. Huff uh, JH Motorsports and he's been uh-huh. he's been trying to work with Verona and he's worked with uh paris Speedway to uh, get a series, get a little. Well, we have to call it an event because of COVID, but yeah, well, yeah an little, event. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. A peaceful protest yes. is yeah. what they call it. Yeah. Well, i it, I definitely want to get you guys on kusi TV because if you want to get more people, not only to attend but to invest in in the project, because people don't realize it, 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 racing is not cheap. And I'm not just talking about the race cars; I'm talking about the facility and the the permits that you have to have, and the medical staff you have to have, and gosh, that'll give Tom something else to do on a <laughs> on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. I ran into I run into him because he lives in Alpine at restaurants all the time, and he is such a crack up. I love him. I think he sold that one old. I think he sold that old uh, fire rescue truck. I think I seen on Facebook that that Chevy. Oh yeah. I think he sold it to somebody. It was because I seen it on a flatbed going away. No. Oh. Boy, that was an experience. You ever ride on that thing with him? No. Those people are crazy. And that driver he had, again, his name, <laughs> I can't remember his name, he'd take off before the wreck. Uh, <laughs> he, and he would never tell anybody, but they all knew except me. So that's yeah. one You got to
0: hang on, huh? Holy moly. Well,
3: the reason we met out at, at Barona was because of the fire crew. They were recognizing Tom Henkel, and they brought Tom out some big wigs of legends that had
1: And Tom is so humble.
3: Yes. And Ron was one of those that was invited to be a part of that celebration. So that kind of put into perspective uh, where you sit as far as one of the local legends. It
0: took him a long time to get me here because uh, uh, Dale Durbin's son was racing at uh, Speed Ventures in Las Vegas Uh, for the first time they ran go-karts there. Yeah. Uh, I was... Gone. oh no, I'm gone to Paris oh no I'm yeah, gone every time I've gone here and, well so he like, this is the only thing good that came out of covid is that
1: you don't get to go racing and we get to have you come in here and have some fun with us on on radio, so that's cool. Uh, have you seen this one go drive yet? No, I haven't. Hey, you got to check this girl out. Just don't go near oh, the car. Just again. don't go near the car when she's in there because she'll yell at she you. She puts a game face on. I, huh? I,
3: I do find a face, yes. Yeah.
1: And got we've to. decided next year she's not going to run when, this, when the moon is up, oh, right?
3: Ron, just tell him to move on.
0: This is so good. Come on, tell us. We'll talk about this uniform. How much you pay for that? Yeah, thing? right? Yeah, right. No, go ahead. How
3: much did you overbid? T- tell uh, tell, tell me the moon He wants me to story. talk once again about the one lap of one race that I ever might have looked up at a beautiful moon coming out of turn two before going into turn three. And I was dumb enough to mention it to my crew chief. And he's still holding it against me. You need to stay focused.
0: Oh, well, I and, ran the uh, first race at Fontana Speedway. And it was a Winston West race. It was a day before the Cup guys ran. And I was so amazed on all the palm trees and (laughs) motorhomes on the back straightaway. I was saying, man, you should see all the beautiful palm (laughs) trees. Thank you, Ron. And, And my guy that owns the car goes, well, how's the car? I go, oh, <laughs> this this car was an old Daryl Walter car. It drives itself. It's fine. But you got to see all the beautiful stuff on the back straight. Away. Oh,
3: thank but you for that. But
0: I didn't crash. Yeah. Well, I she didn't crash. crash. Oh, she no, either. no, she didn't no, crash. I
3: just noted the beautiful moon and was dumb enough to mention it. To and, they, like <laughs> and I don't think you spoke to me for a couple weeks and oh, okay. still holds it against me.
1: I can't be a crew chief like that. Come on. What's up with that? That's not going to work. Yeah, but uh, it's there There was some great story. Remember when uh, the Bruckers decided to do the first boat race and they had them out there and they're dragging these boats around and didn't realize that they impacted the track with fiberglass? And then the next weekend when they raced, first two cars went into turn one, ended up in the fence because they just hit that fiberglass that was packed into the asphalt. I think that was one of the last, one of the very few races we had like that. But, yeah, we've had some crazy times out there. So you're mainly into go karting? Is that what you? Yeah, a I mean, lot of
3: go kart talk.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just cheaper.
0: It's just yeah. cheaper than a full full blown car. Well, it seems to be a full turnaround. Uh, my dad and my brother started racing go karts when you were uh, a kid. When when I was younger, and mm-hmm. back then they used to like jump in and just push start them. They didn't have electric starts and stuff like right. we do now and uh, just when i got old enough to race the go karts they started racing stock cars <laughs> so i was oh. always into it. dan gurney was my hero road racing <laughs> yeah, mine i too. followed him and i joined the dan gurney eagle fan club and all the stuff guess what i just bought the other day oh no and and oh I might sell it to you <laughs>
1: for a really a good yeah, maybe price. Make it a fundraiser deal. Dan Gurney for president bumper sticker. There Remember those? Oh yeah. Do you have one? No. <laughs> I got um, one. It is right on the wall, right in front of me. I can't. I look at that every day. Ooh, I, now I got a weak spot. Yeah, it would have to be a charity event because that's what you did to me. <laughs> so, so, so we're
0: talking McCullough. 101s 91s and i never got a chance to run them but then after i was racing at cone speedway for a year there was a i don't even remember the guy's name but his son was racing and i was his hero and so he let me come out and run the four strike the four cycle class at uh open Hamul. that's the track i, was I guess though. i guess i go ahead and tell people now but there was a girl named helen tips i think she beat me but i ended up second you can talk about it yeah now. i can talk about it now yeah yeah um but uh it's just now it's just like affordability i sold my yeah. car getting ready to retire here pretty soon and so go-karts are just easy like, to maintain Yeah, easy, to, to, maintain. easy to
3: transport I,
0: yeah i was out of cajon speed
1: speedway <laughs> buddy mine was going i was a sportsman car and he was getting ready to go out and do some hot laps and tune. He had the diff party, had the wheels off. He had He's doing all this stuff. And I says, well, I got to go, to. I got to get ready for my heat. And he goes, oh, what are you doing? I said, I race carts. He says, well, what are you going to do now? I said, I got to go get it ready. I got to put air in the tires. I got to put some oil in the clutch. What else I got to do? Oh, yeah, I got to make sure the air is staggered. I said, so that's it. So I'll see. <laughs> yeah, and he's got the whole car apart, and he has to put it all back together. But no. If you love if you love that need for speed and you like to drive, karting is by far the way to go. I'm a road course guy. That's my favorite. You're running a mago, yes, loved it. <laughs> I love. You that can tell track. by the grin. Oh, it's because it's 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 very technical. Uh yeah, that 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 could be another show just in itself.
0: Yeah. Well, JH Motorsports is supposed to be here next week, Josh. I can't has. wait. Another and, go, two go kart yes. guys so, in a row. You're killing so me. So he his main focus is running guys at uh fontana mm-hmm. in the parking lot i they call it auto club yeah there's a track called apex right next door to paris right and then there's um adam's racetrack which has been around a long and time and i have been Riverside. trying
1: to get those people to either call in and it's like pulling well, teeth. i'll work on that for
0: you <laughs> i'll work on that for That's you It's the only racetrack
1: that was- put their kids through college via
0: cheeseburgers yeah am i right and what was real interesting this weekend, I seen where uh, on a Facebook post, which yeah, we wouldn't know. have caught that on years ago, yeah. that uh, John Bornemann's, I guess it must be his granddaughter, uh, finished fifth in a race, and the guys from Adams had Haley Deegan on mm-hmm. the line talking to her, Facebook, really? FaceTiming oh, with her, as one, that. Of, as one of the prizes for getting in the top five, oh, so it's cool. really interesting.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, because we've had Deegan on the show, and... That is so cool, and that's the other one I want to get into here is Borneman. Oh, we can work on that. That'll be a that'll be a hoot. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back. We got Racer Radio. I think we got our guest on the line from Paris Auto Speedway, right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy.
3: The answer.
1: Back, this is Racer Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. And did you pick that song?
3: Me? No. Yeah,
1: a little bubbly over there.
3: Friendly.
1: I love this song. I oh, know you one. do. I to see that. I knew it. This segment is brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway. Let me tell you, a fast half mile clay track. You need to go up. Schedule's up. Start marking your calendar. We're going to do everything humanly possible if we have to make them all. Um, uh What do you call it? A, a peaceful protest to go racing. We're going to make it happen. Hey, we got Alex gregorius on the line. Hey, Alex, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, Dave. How are you? Good. Well, I've got a. I just want to let you know, you. I've got an old Cajon Speedway legend, uh, uh, Ron, Ron Esau. Oh man, <laughs> do you know Ronnie? What do
4: you, what do you What do you bring a rag in for me? Like me for when you got Ron Esau oh. on the show, man. I'm, I'll tell you what, you know, a lot of stories about Ron Esau when I was a kid, you know, uh El Cajon, and Saga Speedway following that guy around. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, we were pretty heavily involved with sprint cars, but Ron Esau was definitely one of my heroes. Ron, I hope you're you're still there, yes. but man, I'll tell you what. What <laughs> he's gritty yeah. from here to yeah, here. That's nice of you. Yeah, I tell you what. You know, you 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 know, having Southern California back in the day was the place to be. Yeah. And not only for sportsman racing, but for you know, what would be now the, uh, the what do you call them, the modifieds and stuff. But, you know, back then, uh, El Cajon, Saugus, and even the guys that would run over to Ascot and Orange Show Speedway, mm-hmm. it was a great time back when Ron was running to uh, be running stock cars, that's for sure.
1: Well, and he got to really touch a lot of different divisions that the general public here in San Diego knew nothing about. I'm definitely going to bring him back on on another hour and we're going to dedicate an hour to Ron and and get some of the other drivers in. But he's doing kind of like what 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 you're doing, you know. He's out of stock he's into go-karts. And you're into lightning sprints. You got out of the big cars, and now you're in. Well, you know, and it's not a negative until you have got strapped on a lightning sprint, right? Oh, yeah.
3: They're still fast and fun. Yeah.
4: Well, it was, it was one of those, you know, I'd been away from racing. I, I quit racing sprint cars in 2001 and really stayed away from it for the most part until about 2012 when my friend Dan, my buddy uh, Toby Sampson and Dan Hilberg, uh, we're talking about these little cars they were running and I go to Paris auto speedway and watch them. I'm like, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. And next thing I know, Toby's like, Hey, come hop in one of these. Things. Like, yeah. It'd be kind of fun. Well, never got a chance to drive that one. But then Dan Hilberg says, Hey, you know what? I got a spare car. Why don't you come out and run it? Fell in love with it. Absolutely <laughs> fell in love with the things, you know, they're cost effective. They're, they're cheap to run. Um, you know, you literally grenade a motor, you go on eBay and get one for a thousand bucks or 1500 bucks and throw it in the car and go run it. And competitiveness with this class right now is just off the hook. I mean, we, uh, we were just talking earlier today. One of the guys said, uh, you know, you do realize that you guys qualified second quick against USAC national midgets at Bakersfield, right? Well, we had four, four cars that would have been in the top five and uh aiden lang went out there and qualified second quick by i think it was three one thousandths of a second you wow. know uh, again against those lap times mm-hmm. so these things are no joke they're fast and you know you guys run them down there in barona and uh, the yeah. swls guys run them and, uh. and you know how fast they are i mean they're just amazingly fun to drive too but you know we uh we've been working really hard to get our schedule you know 2020 we didn't right. get to race very much right and uh it gave us a lot of time to work you know so we we uh put together a pretty brutal schedule this year That's what guys, I seen. like 20 races or something uh, Well, yeah i hope they're ready to race because well, I, I you know after not racing at all last year uh, we're gonna make up for it
1: well it's funny because i remember the first time you guys came to barona i don't i don't know if you came down to kusi tv but you know i'm constantly trying to get people's butts in the seat of that track so i brought some of the lightning sprints in and Barona told me that was the largest attendance they'd ever had by once no everybody knew that the lightning sprints were coming because it is a show i mean like you said wicked rod you ever been in a lightning sprint
0: no i don't i don't know if i want to because same thing i might end up owning (laughs) one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ah,
1: yeah see it's not that it scares him it's just that and the wife's over there I there's no more smiled. room there's no more room give up two. but they don't take up a lot of place you just take the wing off right and put that up in the attic
4: yeah yeah pretty much you just stack them up like you do everything else in your garage you know you just, <laughs> so funny. just find room yeah it's so funny but you know again it's they like are an absolute blast but it's like carting
1: you know it's it it's a ton of fun he's he's and the reason he's saying that is because how many carts you have now?
3: Three.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, there might be a couple others in the garage. Oh, three that, that to we know about?
1: <laughs> that belong yeah. to other people. I know. Yeah, I know. I had to take Caden this morning. He had a Tony cart. You know, that's his cart.
3: Uh huh.
1: And I recognize it just from the color. Not and, and I says, oh, wow, you got a Tony cart. He says, well, yeah, it's written right there. Oh, jeez. I go, hey, he's, look, seven he's seven years old. He's seven years old, busting my chops.
4: You, you can go buy two brand new 80cc shifters, or one, I'm sorry, one brand new 80cc shifter, and you can buy two used Lightning Sprints and go out and pay the same money.
1: Wow. Why is that? How is that? Why has that car become so affordable? Usually, it's the other way around.
4: It, it's just, you know, the cool thing about it is that most of the off-shelf products, We've uh, gotten to a point now to where basically these things are midgets with with motorcycle engines in them. Yeah, and the affordability of the car is the fact that it just doesn't wear things out. <laughs> you know, the things even though they're pulling, you know, eight hundred and fifty nine hundred hundred pounds more than they're worth are designed for, the they just don't. We just don't beat the cars up. Mm. You know, with the wings, you're constantly under a load, so you're not loading and unloading things and wearing them out faster. And, uh, they just, uh, you know, they just become a very affordable class and tires. You don't have to go buy brand new tires every race. You you can, you can run the same right rear two or three races if the tracks aren't totally dried out. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just keeps the expense down, but, um, they've really become a very competitive class. I mean, we, we, it's just pretty amazing how many former sprint car drivers and midget drivers we have (laughs) racing with us now, you know you guys all know Bobby McNovich, you know, he's oh, yeah. guy's got a ton of experience. You got, you know, Jeff Dyer and, and got Aiden Lang, and you got all these kids coming up from quarter midgets that are doing it. And the competitiveness now, I mean, we'll cover the field qualifying times in about a second and a quarter uh, to where before it was about a two to two to three second split. Jeez. And now we're, we're competitive enough now to where there's, there's about 10 to 12 cars on a regular that are, are very capable of winning a race every week. Wow.
1: How does the girl count? Are you starting to see girls going into that division?
4: Um, we had, uh, we've starting to get more interest, uh, up North BCRA. Um, there's a, a couple of girls that run up there. Um, we had, uh, one of our favorite girls down here, uh, uh, Andrews that raced with us for a few years mm-hmm. and then she moved on to sprint cars and then actually moved back East. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's always open to have them uh, absolutely, and we encourage it. We're trying to get and the younger girls coming out of quarter midgets and stuff like that are really starting to express some interest now. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we absolutely encourage it, though.
1: Well, like I said, I, anytime you'd like to come to KUSI TV to uh, you know promote your sport, you know, especially if there's no racing going on, I mean that's the best time to do it. I am more than happy to uh, oblige. All you got to do is just get my email from Scott, send me an email, and we'll Hold hook in. you up sometime you're down. And I'm not bragging, but I'm the only one doing cars and motorsports and hot rods on TV, and we're the number one watch morning show, I think, because of it. So And it usually bumps your attendance wherever you're going by 30%, 40%. Or you can ask anybody in, in the talk to uh, –
4: Well, we- we got races all over the state at this point. <laughs> we've got things everywhere. We've got, uh, with the 20-race season, we've got six races at Bakersfield, five at Ventura, four at Santa Maria, two at Merced, and then we have the three-day Hangtown uh, 100 up north at Placerville Speedway, which is a three-day non-wing event. And in between there, we have other races going on. You know, Santa Maria, we have the King of the Wing, uh, uh, the NARC races that we're also going to be involved with. Uh, that's our wing wing madness races, and then we also have eight televised races through Flow Racing. Yeah, uh, that we're going to have this year, uh, working with USAC, and also uh, along uh, with those. Also, we're going to have the uh, Hangtown, which is also televised through Flow Racing. So wow. it's going to be a fantastic year. We're, so, we're just praying we can get all the races in. Oh, you will, Brittany. You had a question.
3: I was wondering, wondering when and where we should be looking for the first race.
4: Uh, the first race is going to be uh, March 13th at Bakersfield Speedway. Okay. Do you guys have a
1: website for your division?
4: We do. It's uh, www.racecls.com. And on Facebook, you can look up uh, California Lightning Sprints.
3: Thank you.
1: Okay. Good, good, You're good. Welcome. We'll definitely keep people abreast as to what's going on. And, you know, at any time, like I say, you can go through Scott or you can, once you give me my email, I'll give you your own segment because we got another 15-minute segment that we just kind of leave open for guys like Ron Esau who won't stop talking. So, you know, we had to,
4: you know. I, I tell you, I could spend the rest of this time talking about Ron and talking to Ron. I mean, geez. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching him in the sportsman cars and Saugus. And as a matter of fact, there is one story I want to tell you. Sure. Um, we're down at El Cajon Uh-oh. one night. And it, and it, it was, yeah. <laughs> and it was raining early in the day. And I remember, uh, it was either practice or qualifying, uh, Ron and somebody else got together and I can't remember who it was, got together and they damaged the cars pretty bad. So Ron ended up having to start toward the back of the main event. And we, had, I think I was probably, I don't even want to tell you how old I was, but I think I had two quarters <laughs> in my pocket and I made a bet with a guy down sitting in turn one. And I told him, I said, I'll bet you a quarter that Ronnie's will end up in the top five by the time this is over. And the guy looks at me and he goes, he's starting second to last. And I'm like, all right, 50 cents then. (laughs) And he says, all right, fine, you're on. Well, next thing I know, half of turn one got involved in the bet. Well, you finished fifth on the last lap as the checkered fell. And I won twenty two dollars. Oh.
1: Whoa!
2: I never that I won twenty
4: two dollars <laughs> oh, off Ronnie's.
1: <laughs> and you notice, Ron? He didn't run down into the pits to give you your
4: cut. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I actually, actually, I wanted to buy a hat, but he didn't have any more. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh, that's but uh, right. you still got your old hats now. Oh uh, no, you got rid of all that. <laughs> yeah. See, that's another thing you should have never done. Is got rid of all your stuff. Yeah, that's
0: for sure. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. but yeah, don't we all I do have- that? Rod Means, I used to drive for Rod Means at El Cap Oil and turned into Trick Enterprise. And uh, yep. they had a deal one time where they was, I'm riding with Ron Esau. So I had some of those bumper <laughs> stickers left and Uh-oh. I threw them all away. And then everyone started asking me, why don't you have them? I'm like, oh, I uh, threw all that stuff away. You could
1: have <laughs> sold all that stuff. I, Ron's a big uh, Dan Gurney fan. And I told him I just bought a bumper sticker back in the day that used to be Dan Gurney for president. I don't know how old you are, but
4: Oh, yep. No, I've got, I actually have one of those stuck on one of my toolboxes. Ah,
1: see, now All there's right. two of us. Yeah, but see, mine, I, I can sell to Ron. Yours, it's stuck on a toolbox. When we only read... Yeah, but,
4: but, but the caveat to that is that Dan gave me that one himself.
0: Ah. <laughs> well, I was going to so. go meet Dan Gurney for the first time, and I was helping a guy out of Alpine, and they were racing out here at Del Mar one of the road races deal uh-huh. here and uh willie t Ribbs was driving for dan gurney and the two of those crashed and a guy wanted to go fight over there dan gurney so i stayed completely away because i didn't want to get embarrassed uh and i never really got a chance to and meet, that was, meet dan oh. so that was gonna be a real good opportunity oh. and i it's like so i was wearing the wrong uniform yeah that, that uniform yeah. thing can
1: get you into trouble yeah. well alex <laughs> this has been an absolute blast I appreciate you taking time out of your Sunday to give us a call. So give Scott a call, get my email, let's, let's hook up. I'll, I'll help you out with some more radio just on your, uh, your sport in itself. It'll be good to pass out for advertising and give people an idea of what you're doing.
4: Well, I appreciate that very much. And I appreciate all you guys, uh, supporting any racing that's going on in Southern California, but I definitely do appreciate everybody supporting California Lightning Sprints.
1: All right, buddy. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you down the road. Say goodbye, Ron.
4: See Thank you, you very care. much. You guys take care. <laughs> take right. care. Bye-bye.
1: All right, we're going to take a quick break. Why? Because we have to pay our bills. Racer Radio FM 961, AM
3: 1170. The Answer.
1: But I was here. All right, YouTube folks, YouTube welcome YouTube. back to Racer Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. You know, if this day is the beginning of 2021 for me, it's pretty good. I am in freaking heaven, dude. This has been the best day for radio ever.
3: Well, that's good. It's beautiful outside, too,
1: and by the way. <laughs> Unless we're racing, it ain't that beautiful. Hey, this segment is brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway. No, it's not. What am I doing? Certified Car Clinic, you got it. Certified Car Clinic out there in Woodside Avenue. If you got a race car, street car, dirt car, drag car, they got an in-house dyno. They love horsepower. CertifiedCarCare dot and they also deal with hose specialties, which are those trick lines that you have for water and oil that you always poke holes in your finger when you're trying to braid them. <laughs> let them, let them do it. They're the best. All right, hey Brittany, who have you got as our special oh, guest? So
3: check- this out, Dave and listeners. We have the son of Fireball Fuller, the founder of the Idaho Historical Racing Society, and he is also the director of the recently released documentary called Circle Track Burners. Please welcome Stan Fuller, calling us from Idaho.
1: Hey, Stan. How's it going, man?
2: Doing great. Thanks for having having me on this afternoon.
1: Totally our pleasure. We've been having a great day. We've had some... Down here locally, I don't know if you've ever heard of a racetrack called Cajon Speedway.
2: I have, I was listening to the last uh, segment and <clears throat> my brother and I were greatly involved in mini sprint ah. racing, that's what it sounds like you were talking about.
1: Yeah, we absolutely were. So tell us about, uh, tell us about uh, your historical racing society. You don't hear many states, towns talking about a, a racing society. Tell us what you got up there
2: well just to introduce myself real quick my dad drove for 28 seasons at the local uh quarter mile oval so racing's in my blood and, mm-hmm. and after um i gave it a shot uh he brought me up in go-karts me and my brother mm-hmm. and then i drove uh stock cars in the mid 70s and once we started having a family i realized i didn't have the sponsorship or the money to keep going so yeah yeah um after we got the kids uh, all raised um My love turned back to preserving the history of racing here in Idaho. And in 1999, I hooked up with a fellow that uh, had the same vision that I did. And the great thing about my partner is he has a print shop. So we, uh, started talking out everyone to bring in their scrapbooks and he could copy them and then we could give them back to originals. And I think we got about 50 albums. Uh, marked by a year in the last 20 years. So that's kind of how the Idaho Historical Racing Society got going. And that's, um, you know, once Facebook came along in 2009, we created the page. And I think we got 4,200 followers in 19 different countries. And, wow. uh, you know, it's it's my passion. And I get to uh, receive so much uh, photos and artifacts and we filled up the back room of my friend's <laughs> business in the last twenty years, and we're running our room. And he's in his late sixties, like myself, and we got to figure out what to do with this uh, all this stuff once we uh, both retire.
1: That's a challenge. It's funny you should say that because I'm way older than you, and I've had collections of every kind of car book imaginable, everything uh-huh. from motorsports to uh, car craft to hot rod. Here in San Diego, we have the San Diego Automotive Museum, and they have the largest library on the West Coast when it comes to automotive uh, information. So you might try to find something up in your neck of the woods uh, and push come to shove. The Peterson Museum down in L.A. has a massive um, uh, library as well. But whatever you do, just don't let that stuff go away. Because you got to hang on to it, because you know, especially grassroots racing. You know, we've got NASCAR, we got F1, we've got kart and Indy and all that. We've got all that. We just don't have a lot of those local tracks that really spawned the racing that we all enjoy today.
2: I hear you, and we're definitely going to uh, take care of all those uh, artifacts that we've collected and if you go to my Facebook page, the Idaho historical racing society, you can give yourself a couple hours. Cause I've posted <laughs> over 5,000 photos. Wow. And uh, once you get into the albums, you'll, uh, you'll be hooked. And, uh, like I said give yourself a bunch of time.
3: For sure, you know, that's how I found Stan Dave. It was the Facebook surfing. page. No. Were you surfing. <laughs> I just came across the um the Facebook page with this historical society. He posts regularly like a lot of good news and that's how I came across the documentary. Tell us about the documentary and please tell me there's something about Fireball Fuller in there because that story is a hoot.
2: Well, there is uh, uh, we interviewed 20 people for this documentary but basically it's been in my mind for the last 20 years and a lot of good things happened this summer actually the pandemic worked in my favor Right. because i teamed up with i10 tv and they're the film production crew that i teamed up with to make this first ever documentary on idol racing and in a normal year they would have been on the road right following king of the wing uh, filming, broadcasting, and so forth. So because they were, a lot of those races were canceled, they were just doing whatever they could in, in the Boise Valley, which there's still a lot of racing going on here. We've got three or four dirt tracks and the Meridian Speedway, the main track, the pavement track that, by the way, is going to be starting their 70th year in a oh. row. They opened in 1951. But... um so the pandemic worked in my favor, so I got to meet uh John and Valerie Dominic, who are the production crew for I 10 TV and you wanna like their Facebook page, that's everything racing in Idaho. And uh I tell people it took four months to put together, but it was been twenty years in my mind and you know, we just got a little bit for everyone. We've we got a every generation covered as far as interviews with drivers. We got a from a 14-year-old up to a 90-year-old veteran that was at the Speedway in 51 when it first opened, the local Meridian Speedway. And, um, you know, we got some young guns. We got about five young talents that we interviewed. You've heard of soccer moms, so we got a couple of uh, racing moms. Mm -hmm. And we got a couple of journalists uh, that have covered the races uh, off and on over the years. We got a lot of neat Evil Knievel stories because one of our journalists uh, rubbed shoulders with Evil at the Snake River Canyon jump uh, back in um, when that happened, and then he became a journalist for the local paper here in Boise. And so we got a couple surprises in. Well, we got uh we got a push truck couple that've been doing it for over 50 years so wow. we got a little bit of everything for everybody.
1: See and and that story you just told is is all over the United States cuz every small track has got you know cuz the majority of the people that did that stuff were volunteers. You know, they weren't right. they weren't paid employees. So when it seems like when you get a a, a volunteer the storylines are even better.
3: Yeah. Because they're doing it for the passion of it. Right. Yeah. How, how does someone well, find... Me, oh, sorry.
2: Well, when I mention Idaho to people, they think of potatoes. <laughs> and like you folks down there, that you might think of uh, <laughs> Boise State, your arch rival, the San Diego yeah, State, and yeah. the blue <laughs> turf up here. Yeah, I think well,
1: potatoes. I
2: mean, yeah. Well, we're trying to tell people that Idaho is more than just potatoes. It's oval track racing. And it's popular. Well so, I mean the local track seventy years in a row. And they get three thousand to four thousand people on a given Saturday wow. night. Wow. Wow. Well,
1: really I gotta wrong. admit, when, when Brittany told me that who you were, and I went, Idaho? Do they have <laughs> racing in Idaho?
3: Yes, they have racing in Idaho. Well,
1: I didn't know, even though I've been doing a motorsport show for almost thirty years, and this is the first time I've ever talked to anybody from Idaho. I have- and I'm thrilled.
3: I think a lot of people can relate relate to the documentary as well. How do people find this documentary, Stan?
2: They go to my Idaho Historical Racing Society Facebook page. It's all over my page; you can't miss it. You can also find it on my on my uh, production crew, the i10 TV. There. All right, on the buddy. Facebook page.
1: All right. We'll send you this show. Thank you very much. Stay in touch with Brittany, and we'll get you back on down the road.
3: Thank you, Stan.
1: Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break and we're done for the Racer Radio Show on FM 96.1 AM 1170.
3: The answer.